everybody. Welcome to Music Therapy. This is Jessica Risker. I am a Chicago musician and I'm also a licensed clinical professional counselor. Um, music Therapy is an online, online show that I created to create a mental health space for musicians and other artists. So that includes talking about um, subject matter that might be particularly relevant to musicians and artists and it also is including interviews with uh, musicians and artists. So um, today's going to be an interview day. Before we get to that, um, just want to share a little bit more about the show and some upcoming stuff. Um, so if you want to look at previous episodes, since this is all live and it disappears after a day, you can go to YouTube, which my uh, my YouTube channel is linked to in my bio on Instagram. And uh, hey Josh, hey Ty, Daniel, everybody, Vivi, well, we're going to be talking to Vivi soon. Um, I want to thank you guys for watching and for giving feedback and commenting because it makes it really fun and um, it's really nice to interact in this way when we're all kind of stuck at home and can't see each other as much. So, um, yeah, the idea behind the interviews, which I did yesterday, I did an interview with Chris Coleslaw of Tobacco City. Last week I did the first interview with Maria Jacobson of Fran and that was great and that, those are both on YouTube. Um, the idea behind the interviews is basically to um, to share with everybody, you know, other people's experience, what they're going through right now during quarantine, how that impacted their life, um, both in a personal way and also in with their music, with their creativity and with their music career. So, did touring change? Did you know their album releases, songwriting, all that kind of stuff? And for for people to kind of hear what other people are experiencing right now. Um, I think can be really helpful. So um, we're going to have uh, Vivi Lightbody on today, who will come in in just a second. Um, actually, Vivi, why don't you go ahead and, and request on, and then while you're doing that, I'll share next weekend's guest. So I have next weekend lined up already um, on Friday. I've been a huge fan of him. He's a, a mental health specialist um, for years. It's Dr. Leslie Tanner is going to be on, and on just okaying. On Saturday, we've got Emily Jane Powers is going to be on talking to us. And then on Sunday, Owen Ashworth is going to talk. And I've got some other people in the works for coming on, too. So there's some good talks coming up. Hey, Vivi, how are you? Hey. Looks like you uh, made the decision to go outside. I, know I did. About I'm going to I'm gonna give it a try. Um, okay. I can't just figure out the sun the sun situation, but I'm really, uh, really craving some vitamin D. So i just going for it. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I was out earlier. I went out. I took my little guy to the park a little bit. It was a little breezy, but it was nice. It was definitely nicer than the snow on the ground. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, it feels so good. Yeah. So where are you right now? Um, I'm on my porch in Bridgeport. Um, I live in Bridgeport, so it's good. It's like I, I feel really lucky. I have kind of a secret porch. Um, like I don't have a front door. I should maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but there's it's very peaceful back here, and the sun hits right at a good time. So. Good. Yeah, I'm in Bridgeport. Mm -hmm. How how are you doing today? How are you feeling? Um, I'm okay. Uh, I feel good today. Um, I kind of hit like a productivity. You know, I've been back and forth in my head about how productive I'm being. Um, and the last week was pretty tough. And I kind of just, um, I turned it around and just, I started learning a little bit of conversational French today. Uh-huh. Um, oh, somebody asked a question. Should we answer? Should we, should we, are we responding to questions on the, on the chat? Yeah, Jarvis Bridgeport is a, is a neighborhood of Chicago. 
it's like south of Pilsen in, in Chicago. Yeah. It's um, but I'm good. I, I, I feel happy that it's sunny and I'm in a, I'm in a good spot right now. So. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, yeah. Feel free to throw some French at me. We can see how it goes. But, uh, I can only say, how are you? Okay. <laughs> well, <Ça> va? <laughs> ça va, ça va, ça va. Um, okay. So, well, first of all, thank you very much for agreeing to talk and be on. Um, I'm starting off all of these conversations kind of the same way, which is to get a sense of what your life looked like. I'm kind of considering the, the official change date to be March 21st, which is when Illinois put the shelter in place order in. Mm -hmm. Um, so before, previous to that, what did your, uh, what did your life look like? Did you have sort of a regular routine or a day to day? Yeah. Um, it's kind of interesting because I feel, I don't feel prepared for this. I don't think anybody feels truly prepared for this, but before everything happened, um, I made the transition from, um, having a part-time job and being like part-time music teacher and part-time musician, um, to being a full-time musician, um, just basically in the fall of 2019. So my life had completely shifted. Um, and so leading up, you know, January and February, I was kind of feeling what it feels like to only work from home and not have a job to go to or, you know, classes to arrive, you know, arrive on time at. Yeah. And, um, so I was adjusting to that and that was very difficult. And now, um, that's obviously forced, a forced thing that we are having to do, which is, um, you know, I, I'm learning a lot about. So that's kind of what my life looked like. And I was also prepping for some major tours um, uh -huh. and doing a lot of stuff on the, the record release and, and making sure that that was all lined up for, for May. So, um, yeah, it was an interesting couple of early months of 2020 and a huge, like I had already gone through a huge life transition and then this all happened. And so, yeah. yeah. So what, what did you find bef even before this happened and you had already made your transition to be working from home and, and music full time? Like what were you finding difficult about that? Um, time management, uh -huh. um, you know, there's kind of the, the daily, like, like working from home is such a challenge and I find myself, you know, I'll be in my kitchen as like my office space and then I'll look around and all of a sudden I'm like, I have to start organizing the Tupperware or I'm going to start this huge food project or I need to clean my room or I'm going to pick up my guitar, which is, you know, so it's like dealing with how I work with my hours of the day. Kind of structured um, that time. Yeah, exactly. Because when you have things planned, you can kind of work around them. But when there's nothing going on in the day except for the work that you need to get done, it's, mm -hmm. it's for me it's really hard. <laughs> um, so that was one of the things I was struggling with. Yeah, um, for sure. You know. Do you, do you ever find, I'm kind of speaking from personal experience here, but do you ever find that when you intend to kind of sit down and work on a project, work on a creative project that sometimes doing things like organizing the cabinets all of a sudden looks really good it kind of like distracts you a little bit and maybe in a way keeps you from kind of facing the creative work. Totally. Yeah. Um, Yes, I use that as a distraction, but I'm also learning that having an organized space is really, um, it's way easier for me to make a creative, you know, or do something creative when my space is already organized. So 
that was like kind of a huge thing actually um my, right before everything happened uh my best friend and musical collaborator flew in from atlanta because she was going to tour down to south by southwest with us mm-hmm. and um <clears throat> we ended up having all this time together because the tour was canceled and um you know but it was kind of scary because we were trying to get her back to atlanta but she basically um you know marie condoed my space um, my room and so i'm very grateful for that and if she's listening i'm very grateful for her because i was able to like have a place for everything and so that when i go into my room i have a nice space to make music and pick up my guitar and it's not just like clothes on the floor and shit everywhere so yeah yeah so is that the space that you make your music in is in your bedroom yeah yeah so um i bridgeport is i live i live in bridgeport partially because i really like it but partially because the rent's pretty cheap down here Mm -hmm. and i have i'm very lucky i have a big room where i can have like my little studio music corner and a desk and you know and bed (laughs) and stuff yeah that's great classic objects yeah i mean that's the struggle for uh, a lot of musicians who live in more expensive cities is you do need a certain amount of space to be able to uh put stuff and make noise totally yeah um so okay so kind of going back to your what your life you had made these changes before before all of this happened with coronavirus and then and then this happened so my am i guessing right that your day-to-day looks somewhat similar but some of the plans you had really changed yeah um a lot of my day is just like making sure things are in line for the release um and um which is in two weeks, which is Uh really, is really exciting. Um, But yeah, it's just like a lot of, you know, busy work, um, emailing, um, reaching out to people, you know, Uh social media posting. And I think that that's something I'm learning about too. It's just like, obviously from being a musician, I'm sure you know, it's like you have to be somewhat proficient at (laughs) social media. And that's like a lot of hours in the day. And I think that sometimes I don't even realize like how much work it is to maintain your, I keep doing this image brand (laughs) posting, like posting takes a lot. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my, that's what my day has been like, but also, you know, there's a lot more time. Um, and so trying to fill it up with rewarding activities (laughs) as I like to call them. Like what? Cooking, Uh uh, running, I hate, I hate running. I was swimming. So before the coronavirus hit, uh, I was swimming a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I've shifted to running and it's, um, it's fine. It's, it just feels, I have to, I have to do it to make my brain feel good. But, um, learning conversational French, Mm -hmm. um, reading, I'm reading Dune I'm watercoloring, um, just like trying to, and then also playing music, um, which is been, it took me a second to be able to even like pick up my guitar because I think I was pretty, I was pretty hurt when all the tours were canceled and I didn't really want to like touch music for a second. Yeah. How did, I mean, how, I guess I want to ask like how involved were you with putting your tours together and South by Southwest? And I mean, that's a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, this was going going to be like my first big tour working with um, a booking agent. Um, my friend from Canada, who I toured with in 2011, is is now my my booking agent, which uh-huh. is is really it's really beautiful because he's like a a deep a deep friend. And um, 
it was going to be kind of the first tour working with him. Although, you know, he is doing most of the reaching out South by Southwest was a lot of planning on me. And there's so much, you know, I'm basically tour managing. I'm basically tour managing and the front person of VV Lightbody. So it is, it's a lot of, it was a lot of work. And um, I think, you know, just juggling that, and then just making sure everything was rolling out fine for the album. And then, you know, there's, yeah, it was just kind of like always, always working on things, but um, that can be really stressful because it feels like it's all day, you know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. How far in advance had you set up this tour in South by Southwest? Um, I mean, we were working, let's see, in like er early January, um, South by Southwest was like, I think a lot of musicians know South by Southwest was really um, behind this year. I think, I don't know why I, I have a lot of feelings about South by Southwest, uh, which I could talk about, but um, I was happy. I was excited to go because this would be the first time I've been with my other projects, but this would have been the first time going with Vivi Lightbody. Yeah, yeah. Um, but South by Southwest was kind of behind, but then all these tours, yeah, we started in early, early January, um, late, late fall, kind of like prepping and talking about them. And, you know, it was just like all supposed to be like kind of clockwork, like tour, single release, tour, single release, and then record release tour. So yeah, it was, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is yeah. a lot. Um, that's really disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am, I am kind of realizing though that I am super bummed about the tours being canceled. Um, mm -hmm. But I've also had a lot of time to reflect on the last year and what VV Lightbody has been doing and what I've been doing. Um, and I feel like I wasn't living in a healthy way as in it was just like constantly stressed about music or the record or touring, I mean, all the things we just mentioned and not really um, allowing myself to be, to relax or to be truly happy. Um, and I think it's just like a lot of stuff goes into that in the political environment, you know, the life of being an artist, mm -hmm. the life of being a freelance artist and not having financial stability all, all the time. Um, but I am realizing now that I'm not, I really wish I could have been on those tours, but the forced break I think is really, um, is really good because I feel like I could never catch up. Um, and I think that's like one of the hard, the, the biggest things that I struggle with as being like a, an independent musician. When you say never catch up, what do you mean by that? I think like everybody's making shit all the time. Yeah. Like, and um, I've always kind of been um, a go-getter or like, I've always just been go, go, go. And I like, mm -hmm. can't, um, like there, it, I always have this feeling like I have to be doing something. Like it's very hard for me to relax. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that I, I felt like I couldn't catch up with the music industry, like, because somebody's always like working harder than you or emailing more than you, or, you know, just all of these things that, rolls up into this huge stressful ball and it's hard to feel like you can stay on top of it or like I'm not working hard enough um or I need to be writing again but I just like wrote this like 
nine, ten song record that, right. it, you know what I mean? So it's just like allowing myself to um, feel accomplished. Like it's really hard to do that when you're always like, okay, what's the next thing? What's the next tour? So, um, you know, it's, it's kind of nice to have the whole music scene stop. Yeah. Um, I mean, it sounds like there's also a lot of comparison going on there too. Like what other people's music careers are looking like and what they're doing and setting the tone for maybe expectations you're putting on what you should be doing or. Yeah, totally. Um, which I've, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think maybe everybody goes through this or I don't know if you feel this way, but it's hard not to compare yourself. Um, to other musicians, even like musicians that I really respect. I mean, I guess I respect a lot of musicians, but I don't know, it's hard to not compare yourself and be like, what am I doing wrong? Um, and I don't know, it's been kind of like, I have to shift how I view myself. Um, and I've had a lot of time to think about that in these in these days, you know? Yeah, so when, when you say, what am I doing wrong? That kind of implies to me that you have something you're working towards. Right. Um, I think it's just, um, how do I say this? The constant letdown of being an artist. Mm -hmm. um, or, I mean, it's not constant. Like, I don't, there's so many good moments, but it's hard not to feel like you're not going anywhere, you're not moving anywhere. Um, but I think I'm just like working towards, I want to be, I want to be able to sustain myself as a musician and I want to. Financially? Yeah, yeah. And and that's the leap that I took this year. And so mm -hmm. like it was just kind of um poor poor timing. Um, but I know it's you know, there it's never going to be a good time for this to happen. So yeah. <laughs> Community you, Blues. Sorry, I'm just reading. That. What's that? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um before you had said something oh, I know what it was. Well, actually, there's a couple things. So I'll go to this one first. So you had said something about feeling the stress about, you know, writing music, about touring, about um, kind of promoting everything. And I think that's kind of folding into what you're saying right now, which is just feeling like there's always more you could be doing. There's a gap between where you want to be and where you are and what do you need to do and what are the... Sometimes it feels very mysterious to me what people do to get to a certain level or it's like how did that I don't know it seems very mysterious yeah um it, it is it well I the one thing I've been telling myself um is that I, I mean I've been like in playing and touring rock bands for almost 10 years now I uh -huh. you know joined a band in college and have just been touring and playing music and that was like has been my main focus for or, you know, a big focus for the last 10 years. And so I think sometimes when I, I quantify it and be like, I've been doing this for 10 years and uh -huh. like, what do I have to show for it? That's like, I mean, that's like the far end of the, the darkness spectrum, but you know, and, and sometimes I have, you have those days as an artist, but um, other days I feel really accomplished and I, I have done a lot as a musician. So I don't know. It's a, a lot of it is just like finding, finding that balance. I'm not going to put you on the spot. You can answer if you want to, but I'm not going to put you on the spot and ask what they are specifically. But do you have certain measures in mind of what would mean success for you? Do you have like, here's a dollar yeah. amount I'd make every year. Here's a, here's X that, that would yeah. tell me that I've reached it. Yeah. I mean, some of them are like really more just like vague goals. Um, uh -huh. It's like, 
to tour Europe. Um, mm -hmm. That would be like, even though I know that doesn't equal success, that is just like something that feels like, okay, if once I tour Europe, then mm -hmm. I'll be this type of musician. I think for me, success would just be um, to be able to live, to live comfortably as a musician. Um, mm -hmm. It would mean that my music has reached at least people nationally, which it, it, it is, but like to a big level. I mean, I think it's just like, there's a lot of like medium large to larger bands that I would like to, that's what I aspire to be like. So maybe there's artists out there that you can name, like that's the kind of, that's yeah, like, um, like Big Thief. I feel like Big Thief is mm -hmm. just like, they're, I respect them so much and like what they're doing. And I feel like that's the level, like if I could get to the, that level, then I would mm -hmm. be just like happy as a clam. Okay. And, um, which I don't know what that means financially, because I know that <laughs> there are bands who are big and are struggling. Totally. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, if you're willing, I wanted to go back to the uh, South by Southwest mm -hmm. thoughts. Oh yeah. Um, I'm just, I really, I, I want to say that I was really grateful for the opportunity to go, but, mm -hmm. um, I think just there's like some corporate elements of South by Southwest that um, I've, I've been a handful of times with my other projects, but there's like some kind of corporate uh, yeah, elements that I dislike. And um, it's kind of just like really like churning out. Like sometimes it feels like it's just like bands, bands churning, like, I don't know, just like churning out content and like, it's all about networking and, um, which is, is fine. Like I, I get it. It's like, if you, if I have to look at music as a career, like, I think that is just going to happen. Right. But, and, and I think that just going, it's always like, there's always these high hopes, like I'm going to get discovered or, you know, play these yeah. huge crazy shows, but it's honestly a really stressful time to yeah. be in Austin with that many bands. However, it's, <laughs> the cool thing about it is that usually it just ends up being like a big Chicago party in Austin, mm -hmm. um, which I was really looking forward to. Like a lot of my friends were going down there and yes. to be able to spend time in the sunshine, um, playing music oh. and um, with friends would have been amazing. And I think it would have been a great experience, but um, I don't know. It's just kind of, I, I, I feel frustrated with South by Southwest, even though I have had a lot of fun times there. <laughs> Yeah, um, you know, but it's just kind of this, it's, it just seems really corporate, and, you know. Yeah, it's a mixed bag. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you feel, I'm going back a little bit to your days, and you spent several months now with, you know, kind of devoting all of your days to being a musician and everything that, that entails. Do you feel like as time has gone on, you've been able to get more structure that was challenging for you before? Has that, has that improved, do you feel? Yeah, um, I think it's really day day to day, mm -hmm. um, and I I'm constantly working on having a routine. Um, How do you work I, on that? What does that work look like? That's a really it's a good question. Just like having something that I do every day. Mm -hmm. What um, you know, obviously, like there's coffee, although that's not like a routine. I mean, I guess it is. It, it is. is. It's no, a little. It's a little yeah. routine. Um, just. I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's really complicated because we have so much time and it's super easy to 
stay up late and then your days get all shifted. Um, I'm just trying to think of what getting a routine looks like for me. Um, Honestly, I have a hard time with with getting a routine and it's super, um, it's always been a struggle for me and I've never lived, I've never had, as far as I can remember, I don't have like a a day to day. I'm just like, every week looks different for me. So um, I guess it's just finding the little things, whether it's playing a little guitar at night, playing flute, going outside, um, meal, like cooking, like that feels like really routine based for me. I don't know. It, I mean, that's kind of the best I can answer that. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you know, it's also the life of a musician or really any creative person, theater, whatever, where you might be touring or you might have shows where the nature of the life itself is that it's not structured in the way someone with a nine to five might look. Right, um, right, right. So, totally. um, you know, Chris, I, when I talked to Chris yesterday, he had mentioned that something that works for him is he makes a list of like one or two things he wants to do in a day. So like today I want to, I don't know. And it doesn't yeah. even have to be music related, but that kind of helps guide him. I'm a pretty chronic list maker. Uh-huh. Um, but honestly, sometimes what happens is I just like have like hunt, like 50 lists just like scattered about. Um, so I, I do actually, I have a planner, which I, I, I don't know if there's anybody out there. I don't know if you still keep like a physical or like a yeah, um, planner, which, um, I really like because it helps me conceptualize the day and mm-hmm. the week and the month even in the year um, for some reason like looking at a screen and doing that is very difficult for me mm-hmm. um, but I have I, I'm working on like I, I just write lists all the time um, but I think that I stopped doing it for a little bit and maybe I need to just do like shorter lists of like a, a daily one or two things you know yeah yeah, yeah. You, let's see, you, I'm kind of going back to some of the things that, that you had said about taking a pause and how that's actually been kind of nice. Yeah. Maria Jacobson said something similar, that it's been nice to like slow down and that she's almost afraid of the, of the hustle, going back to it. Can you... Do you, do you relate to that at all? Or? Yes. Oh, yeah. I, and Maria, I feel like every time I, I see her, it's like, how are you? And it's like, good. And we're like, we're like, we're like, and we're like so, you know, she like works so hard um, and she's so busy. And I know that she's had like multiple jobs and, um, but I am a little bit afraid of going back to the hustle mm-hmm. um and I don't know the thing is though is like by the time that that is actually going to be happening I think I'm going to be really ready and also more centered and focused on how to structure my day and how mm-hmm. I want to kind of like move through my life if that makes sense yes um which is like allowing myself to be more like to just like allowing geez allowing myself to relax and not feel so much pressure on myself or not do you think this has given you perspective yeah totally yeah um a ton of perspective like I've it's kind of like all I can think about is just like I mean I'm like making sourdough bread and I know that you know I know it's like I'm I'm very privileged to 
be, you know, an essential worker right now, or, you know, it's like, I have a safe space. And so I just want to like, say that I'm Mm -hmm. super privileged. And I feel lucky that I, you know, even though it's been financially tight, like, I'm okay. Um, But, you know, I I feel like there's like a lot of people who are kind of like, I call them like the bread haters. (laughs) Uh There's like all these people who are like, why is everybody just like all of a sudden making their own bread and like doing all these like activities? And, um, I don't really like that, um, that notion. Cause I think it's, it doesn't allow humans to grow and be creative. And also I think making your own bread is pretty cool and <laughs> kind of, you know, kind of like sticking it to the man a little bit. Um, why do you think people are hating on bread? <laughs> I've had this conversation a lot. I don't know. I think pe- people are like, you can just buy bread in the store. Um, and I think that people are just, I don't know. Pe- I, like, everybody I know is starting a bread project. And mm-hmm. I also just made a beautiful, oh, here's my bread. Actually, my sourdough mom just joined. Hi, Emma. She gave me, <laughs> she gave me my sourdough starter. But, every- but everybody is hating on like, just like, I- bread is just an, an example I'm using. Um, yeah. But it's like, I think that right now what we need to be doing is like trying to like become better people <laughs> um, and in whatever way that you can. And also like, I guess it, it, it just bums me out because it's like if p- making bread makes somebody happy in this, like, I don't know. Can I, can I say bad words? Um, yeah, go for it. Oh, you froze. Maybe the bad words broke it. Okay, no, uh, I, <laughs> I just bleeped myself. Um, no, that was my running out of Instagram time for the day. Something I also try to, uh, mm-hmm. do. um, anyway, so okay. back to, back to bread. Um, people, it's like, if, if bread makes you happy right yeah. now or watercolor or reading a sci-fi novel, all three things that I'm doing, um, then I think that people should do it. And it's like, I, I just don't like to kind of like hate on like what, like, what are we supposed to be doing right now? Like sulking, you know, I, I just like, I feel like I'm getting a lot of that energy and, um, I don't know. If the, I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, totally. I'm on the same page as you with that. Yeah. Um, cause if we could all come out of this making our own bread, <laughs> then bread, I mean, bread rules. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so talking about like, I mean, that's also just a way to cope. You know, it's, it's a project. It's something to learn how to do. That's all good. It's the other thing that you had talked about, you know, when we had messaged a little bit before this, I'd asked you like something that we might like to chat about. You had said, um, the way that you've been making music in the past few weeks felt really personal. What did, what do you mean by that? Um, I think this all kind of ties into our like the discussion about never feeling like I can catch up. Um, and every time I pick up my guitar, I have to be creating something that people will eventually consume Mm -hmm. or, you know, like, so I guess like I'm trying, I've really been trying to not think about music that way. Or when I like, I'm, you know, playing, whether it's like playing covers or like learning covers just to become a better musician or just for myself and, I don't have to record them. I don't have to like release them. Um, that's been really liberating for uh-huh. me and just kind of like taking the, come on, like, you know, 
I don't want to like commodify every, you know, I don't want to like sell every guitar riff that I write. And so just kind of like taking that or being able to take that out of music has been really good for me. Um, if that, if, yeah. So like picking That's up like a, yeah, 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 totally. Do you feel, how do you feel that thinking about an audience, thinking that you want people to listen to your albums, do you feel that impacts choices you make when you're writing? I think so. Um, I try not to let the audience get into my head, um, but I also think that <laughs> this is kind of a, a bigger thought, but I started writing more direct lyrics so that people would hopefully connect more to my songs and then relate, number mm -hmm. one, mm -hmm. but then also to like support, which could be financially or, or just like emotionally, mentally, right? Uh -huh. um, so I think, um, huh, sorry, I'm just thinking about that. That's okay, take your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I do, for this new record especially, like I had, I, I used to kind of write in a lot more like analogies. Um, and this this new record, I, I write a little more directly. And, and a lot of that is because I didn't care and I don't care if people read into what I'm saying anymore. It's like, mm -hmm. I don't have, I don't have time for vague, <laughs> vague lyrics anymore. And I really like songs um, that are kind of go direct. Um, so you're but, really talking about the lyric side here. Yes, ly lyrically. Also, I mean, sometimes I make choices where I'm like, what's a little more accessible? Um, but it's also, I'm thinking if, if this is my career um, mm -hmm. and if I'm moving to be a musician, um, then much respect to anybody who isn't thinking about the audience when they're writing a song or mm -hmm. like what people think. But um, I do think about what is going to sound good to other people when I'm mm -hmm. writing sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's really interesting to hear, to hear those thoughts and kind of how you're approaching that and how much that might be a consideration, you know, when you're working out an idea. Totally. But I think it's also like Vivi Lightbody is my main project. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also, I'm realizing that I'm able to kind of compartmentalize like, okay, here are the, um, the VV light body songs, which fill this category, this category, this category. And then I have this other group called volleyball, which kind of fulfills a totally different, like writing, um, you know, lyric lyrically it's different. It's sonically different. It just like uses different parts of my brain. So mm -hmm. sometimes it's really helpful to me to kind of break up like Vivian, right, into two different projects oh, or three or, you know, whatever is happening musically for me, so. Yeah, 100%. I, I can personally relate to that for sure. Um, let's talk about Led Zeppelin. <laughs> you, oh. <laughs> you wrote something on your uh, on Twitter recently about Led Zeppelin. Can you, can you say more? Oh, I just was, I, I was telling, I asked a friend if they had heard of Led Zeppelin song uh, and they were like, no, I, I ha it's like a blind spot for me. And I was like, man, Ze Led Zeppelin rules. And I was cracking up about, I grew up in like a small town. Um, and I feel like <laughs> there was like, I just was like imagining like in middle school, like the, the boys who had like three t-shirts and it was like 
Led Zeppelin, ACDC, and like Pantera, and they would uh-huh. just like cycle through. <laughs> they would like cycle Maybe through. Maybe a Floyd. Yeah, 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 totally. And like, it was just always, I feel like seventh and eighth grade, that's when like all these like, just like Dixon, Illinois, that's where I'm from. Like all these like Dixon boys were like, I love ACDC. And like, they just like, that's the music that like really sued soothed them and like you were really cool if you had a Led Zeppelin shirt I honestly um have it I I love Led Zeppelin and I (laughs) I when I I went on a run today and I listened to Zeppelin 3 and it was um I'm like excited I I need to get back into them but I mean incredible band so that's love Led Zeppelin (laughs) yeah I feel like they're simultaneously awesome and hilarious yeah. And they just pull it off. Yeah. Like, the whole thing, I just, it just, it's awesome. It's great. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, no, actually, the new record, though, there's no Led Zeppelin influences that I know of. Okay. But I think maybe VVLP3 will, will be uh, Led Zeppelin focused. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> so, you know, kind of drawing from the, like, um, you know, the idea behind this show is is drawing some attention to uh, mental health and kind of coping and getting through this. And obviously it's, it's as much as you want to share, but one question I've been asking is what, what has been challenging for you? And the, the, the flip side of that is what has worked for you during this time to kind of, if you feel like you've kept yourself going, what has worked for you? Yeah. Um, It's been really hard. I mean, I'm there. There's been days, and I was talking about the darker days where, uh-oh, where the I have these thoughts that are like, this is literally the worst time I could have picked to put out my record. But obviously, it's like, how could I have known, right? Right. But it was like, and I've I've had thoughts that feel like this could end my career (laughs) um which is like obviously like I'm aware that that's like super that's super heavy and those are like days when I'm maybe feeling a little down um traffic thinking yeah exactly and I mean it's like it's easy to feel that way right now because everything is just so is so it feels so bleak sometimes and uncertain too Mm -hmm. like yeah, yeah totally and like just you know it kind of felt like I entered 2020, like I was touring with, um, with La 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 um, mm-hmm. at the end of 2019. And like, we went on two huge tours, like the biggest tours I've been on. And like, that was just such a, a step forward for me as a musician. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and then I entered 2020 with just like such positivity. Yeah. Um, we all thought Bernie Sanders was going to be president for a second or like in my bubble. Right. <laughs> so there was like all this like excitement around, yeah. around just what, what 2020 will bring. And then, um, and I, I kind of felt like, Oh, this is the year for Vivi. Like I'm going to release a cool record. I'm going to tour super hard. And then um, everything just kind of like exploded. Yeah. Right. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I just honestly like, what's been helping me get through it is uh, consistent support from friends, family, and like fans. Um, Honestly, there's a lot of 
people that I've never met who have either sent me kind words about my most recent singles that have come out or have purchased the vinyl um, mm -hmm. or, you know, like just expressed a lot of support. Um, mm -hmm. And honestly, it's like, it's the shit like that that helps me through like the day to day. Um, and I don't, I'm, I'm, I really like positive affirmation and if I, but, um, and I'm aware of that. Um, and I wish that I could be like, have a little more like strength inside of me to be able to like push through without other people like validating me. But that's been really, really helpful. And I'm honestly like, I'm moved to tears by like how generous a lot of people have been around my release because it feels like, it feels pretty bad to be like, you know, there's people dying, yeah. thousands of people dying every day. Like, check out my new single. Like, it hurt. It's right. like, pain. it's super painful. But right. it's also, it's also one of those things where I think that art is super important, and that we can't, we can't just stop making art, or, or I can't stop this process right now. If that makes sense. Yeah, and it gives other people, you know, something to to listen to and to think about in a time like this. And you never know what may come out of, it's, it's not how you pictured it, but you never know what, what may come out of things looking this way. No, yeah, totally. And you know, on, on the, I, I also feel really lucky that um, I, I am working with, um, oh, people said some really nice things. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, I, I feel really lucky I've been able to work with a small label um, and they have just been really supportive and, and have pushed me forward and like in times when I maybe feel like emotionally a wreck about the release uh, they kind of put me back on track logistically and um, and that feels really good um, yeah so is there anything else that you want to touch on today or anything else that comes to mind through this conversation um, I guess I, you, you got me thinking a lot about routine, um, and how I can kind of create a, a better looking day for myself. Um, and honestly, maybe it's something I should reach out to like my friends and, and musicians about more often. I mean, I don't know if you have any like suggestions for, um, you know, routines or like what you do because, you know, to help yourself, you know, feel creative, but then you're like, like you're able to rest, but also, you know, be productive. I, I don't know. I think it's just like yeah. strike, striking a balance for me seems, especially right now, feels almost impossible. So. Yeah. Well, I actually did do a video on creating a quarantine routine. Um, oh, the quarantine so that's on my YouTube. <laughs> but, you know, I think, uh, Dave, sorry, David just wrote something. Goofy. Um, that, uh, you know, my, this is easier said than done, but my recommendation is to try to keep, try to keep, um, you know, sleep consistent and then create major markers along the way. So, you know, meals being an obvious one, maybe going out the same time every day and going for your jog or something like that, kind of knowing, I think everybody tends to be more creative or artistic at different times and you kind of know when that time generally is for you so yeah. you kind of create a space where this these are my hours where I work these are my work hours and then you no know, this is the hour where I, I reach out to somebody or talk to somebody 
Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, I think you don't want it to be too strict because why would you, you know, there's a lot of free time right now and you don't need to be too rigid about it unless that's helpful. But definitely creating some major markers along the way, I think. And I think writing them down. I mean, in your uh, in your journal or keeping it on the fridge and just kind of seeing what works and being willing to adjust it as you go along. Totally. But um, definitely when there's nothing but free time, that's a lot of room for anxiety and kind of depressive thoughts to wander right, and yeah. keeping some some markers and a rhythm to the day I think can can be really helpful. Totally, yeah. And I, I found it's it's really interesting, like I used to journal consistently mm -hmm. as in my early twenties. And then all of a sudden, I don't know when, <laughs> but I just got so busy, which is not true. I mean it's like I think being, I, I mean, I was very busy, mm -hmm. but I think there's, there's always time that you can create, even if it's just like five minutes a day. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, I've had the ability and the opportunity to pick up my journal and um, start that routine, which has been really nice to be. That's like, great. Even if it's like, you know, went on a two mile walk today or like made something or I don't know. It, it, it's just like, it feels really good. Or like did 10 push-ups. like the, it feels good to write it down. And I, yeah. that's something I've been doing a lot, but I think even every day would be healthy for me. Totally. And then, you know, Chris's suggestion too, about making a list of the one or two things that I want to make sure to do today. You can fill it in that way too. And kind of yeah. keep, since you have a running list, I'm sure there's several things on there. Totally. Yeah. And I think, you know, have the ability to know when I'm the most creative but I will be honest like sometimes that is elusive um and yeah and it's hard too I mean some I think that sometimes days like because of you know you read the news and you yeah. you can't like it's really hard to like move through your day after re reading the news or uh, yeah you know um I think sometimes it's hard it like feels like these small tasks are almost impossible um but I think just you know having a little more willpower to <laughs> you know get up and do it is 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 really helpful also limiting the news I mean a certain amount is good for being informed but a certain amount's not helping yeah and, totally um can really throw you off for sure yeah well um so your album comes out on May 1st right yeah yeah so the um yeah, I'm so excited. It's been a huge, it's been a big month and I, I feel very happy that it's, it's going, it's going well and you can pre-order the vinyl and the CDs. Um, Where can <laughs> you, you do that? Uh, you can do it um, on my Bandcamp page. So vvlightbody.bandcamp.com. And um, yeah, I just, I guess I just want to say that this record is, um, the, the last couple single or the last single I put out was pretty um, punchy and, and intense, but it's a pretty um, self-reflective record about a bunch of relationships. Um, and I think that it will hopefully soothe, you know, on the topic of, I guess, music therapy, I hope it will soothe some people and mm -hmm. um, hit, hit some people in some, in some deep spots. And that's what I, I really, that's kind of all I can hope for at this point. So. Well, I'm really looking forward to hearing it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank and you I, for... Go ahead. 
Oh, I was just going to uh, ask you if you are working on new music because you're one of my favorite Chicago songwriters. I am. I was, you know, before all this happened, I was working on something with a band, with my band. And that's still, you know, on, that's on pause because we can't get together. But that album was about, uh, it was about going to Mars, but it was a metaphor for becoming a mom or any trip that you take where you can't turn back <laughs> from. Oh, awesome. So, that that was a little bit more, you know, drums and electronic and experimental and that kind of stuff. But since I've been here, I've been uh, I've been writing some more folk songs. So awesome. So that's nice. So yeah, I'm working on stuff. That's so cool. I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> well, thank you yeah. very much. Thank you for uh, chatting with me. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank it. you. Thank you. So I'll have you uh, sign off, and then I'm going to close out the. Uh, Close it out with a song here, with a lullaby today. So thanks. Oh, cool. Thanks, Vivi. Okay, thank you. Bye. Okay, bye. All right. Let's see here. Okay. I'm removing Vivi. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if anybody's still here or not. You guys see me? Oh, okay, I see. I flipped the camera around. There we go. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I'm gonna close it out. Thank you guys for uh, listening and tuning in to Vivi. Um, in all the comments, it's really fun to get. Thank you guys. I'm gonna play, first of all, a big thank you to Josh, my bandmate who brought over my uh, my music box set up so that I could perform these for you. He he left them by my door yesterday. So thanks, Josh. Um, and I'm going to play an original lullaby to kind of close out the, the session today. Thank you very much for watching Music Therapy. I'll be back tomorrow, 2.30, with Carissa Tulanian. And we've got some great guests coming up next weekend, too. We've got Dr. Leslie Tanner. We've got Emily Jane Powers and Owen Ashworth. Thank you guys for tuning in. Take care. Uh, get outside today. Talk to somebody. And see you tomorrow. Bye.